3: What up, Doug Gottlieb show? Fox Sports Radio. So this just happened. Aaron Rodgers hasn't formally requested a trade, right? He uh by all accounts says has put it out there that he uh doesn't want to go back to Green Bay. Doesn't want to go back to Green Bay. Um this is fun. This is interesting. Okay, so let's do this. L- let's do this. Let me, let me ask you something. Gavin, what would you do if you're the Green Bay Packers?
1: I don't let Aaron Rodgers go at all.
3: Okay. Now, what if he says, I'm, I'm retiring if I come back. Retiring. You know, I, I don't need this. I could just walk away and retire
1: what happens because he's on the contract though i mean le- legally like what if you're if
3: you're retired you retire you're still your rights are still owned by that team you know you have to file proper paperwork in order for you to come back you're still owned by that team but like it it's really kind of his only move which is at 38 years old to retire which is you know Favre kind of threatened to do this several times it wasn't that he wanted to switch teams it was that he just wanted to maybe retire and then change his mind. So he's set to make $22.8 million. Keep in mind, he got paid up front his first year, $67 million up front, going back uh, over three years ago. So, uh, Isaac, what would you do if you're the Packers? I would ship
4: his disgruntled to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Trevor Lawrence if I could. Okay. Hey, you don't like it here? Enjoy Jacksonville.
3: Okay. What uh, What about you, Ramos? What would
4: you do? I agree with that. I would take the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence and bye-bye.
3: Hmm. Uh, I would do nothing. I would do nothing. I would do exactly what Brian Gutenkunst has done.
4: Which is he's our guy.
3: He's our guy. Been our guy. Gonna be our guy. He's under contract. You know, I mean, look—if if, if they—if he wants it to get ugly, which it can, technically, they have—he has under contract for, I believe, three more seasons. Um, is this the twenty-one or the twenty-two seasons? That's the—that's the the question. This is the twenty-one season. It's two more seasons after this. They have him under contract. That takes him to—he's forty years old. And he gets paid $25 million both the next two years, which means they can fine him substantially for not showing up. So This becomes really, really interesting. Really interesting. I don't do anything. For the very best draft coverage, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio tonight. Catch Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, and Kevin Burkhardt as they'll be live throughout the first round beginning at 8 Eastern. They'll have pick-by-pick predictions, reactions to all 32 first-round picks. And that's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. It's brought to you by NetSuite. You're still running your business on QuickBooks, more like quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sync with outdated coverage, outdated software, excuse me. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. That's special financing at netsuite.com slash draft. netsuite.com slash draft. Benjamin Albright joins us. He's a host and reporter for KOA in Denver. Benjamin, what, what's your reaction to the Aaron Rodgers news?
5: Well, I am uh, I'm here inside Dove Valley right now, and I can tell you it's kind of uh, kind of a stunned, kind of shocking silence you um, hear at Broncos headquarters. Kind of an interesting development, I guess, to things. Everybody's known of Aaron Rodgers' dissatisfaction, but uh, the fact that he's being this open all of a sudden with wanting to be moved is uh, is kind of interesting. I I don't think that uh, they don't, they don't feel like he's going to get moved here simply because the cap hit is ridiculous, but uh, you know that possibility I think has to be explored.
3: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so what what's a reaction to the uh the Broncos and their acquisition of Teddy Bridgewater?
5: Well, you know, obviously there's relationships here. George Payton knows Teddy Bridgewater from his time in Minnesota. Offensive coordinator Pat Shermer also knows Teddy Bridgewater from his time here in Minnesota, and I think like it, it kind of gives them a hedge. Um, whether or not they're able to draft a quarterback tonight remains to be seen, but they wanted to hedge against the possibility that they were only going to go into a season with Drew Locke, and while they like Locke and they like some things about him, they they don't know if he's the long-term answer, and they want to make sure that they've got a guy that is able to carry a team that figures to have enough talent on the roster to make the playoffs so uh, I think bringing Teddy Bridgewater in is a good call you know he'll battle it out with Locke and or a rookie at uh, you know at training camp and go from there
3: it does feel like they're done with Drew Locke am I wrong
5: i don't know that they're done with him per se um I, I think he would be in the mix uh at training camp i think he would start training camp as the as the day one guy and then he would have the opportunity to earn the job of something he hasn't done so far so i don't know if they're done with him per se but they're done betting that he will be the guy
3: interesting doug Gottlieb show here on fox sports radio um would they be a team in the aaron Rodgers
4: mix
5: uh, you know, I think so. I think there's certainly, uh, I was sitting there at lunch with a couple of people and I had to leave because that, that news came across the wire and they had to do something. So uh, I, I think that's something that's being discussed right now. I don't know that they're necessarily going to make a move, but certainly they're going to discuss it and see if they've got the ammunition and if it's equitable for the team.
3: Doug Gottlieb, show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay. Now that they have a quarterback, what do they do in the first round?
5: Well, I think quarterback could potentially be in play. If the right quarterback drops to them at nine, I think they would be uh, they would be on that. I don't think they expect that to happen, but I think that that's that's something they're eyeballing. Uh, I think ultimately, I think they'd like to trade back. I, I think they'd like to do, you know, with George Payton in his first year as general manager, I think they'd like to build the war chest for the future years uh, and, and move backwards. And if they're unable to do that, uh, then I would suggest the way the board looks right now, Rashawn Slater would be in play, perhaps Micah Parsons, although I think less so, uh, and or maybe a corner like Patrick Sertain.
3: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Who's the right quarterback who could slip? That, that Who do they have evaluated as, as the right quarterback?
5: Well, I mean, I don't think you're going to get a, a Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson, so I think they're eyeballing the other three. I I believe that that quarterback is Justin Fields, but I'm, I'm not 100% on that.
3: So Justin Fields, and Justin Fields may, may be there. If they were to trade back, any idea who wants to move up?
5: Well, there are several teams that want to move up in this draft we're aware of. We know Washington has been eyeballing that if a quarterback is there, although I think they're on Trey Lance. Uh, the Chicago Bears have been eyeballing quarterbacks as well. They'd love to move up. Uh, so there's a couple of different options right there. The problem for the Bears is I don't know if they have the ammunition. They still have the draft picks to be able to make that happen. So if the Bears do move up, uh, I would suggest that maybe see a player trade more so than maybe draft picks involved in that move.
3: Benjamin Albright. Uh, Benjamin uh, Tim Tebow apparently Talk about making a comeback, but at tight end with the Jaguars. Obviously, uh, what he was able to pull off during his time in Denver is the stuff of absolute legend. But so many people for so long called for him to think about switching to tight end. And now, obviously, with baseball going away, it, it has. Uh, what's the feelings like towards Tim Tebow in Denver?
5: I think uh, amongst Broncos fans, there's a certain nostalgia, you know, that a season of miracle, as it were, with him. Um, I think most people recognized his limitations as a quarterback, and, and certainly when the Broncos were able to bring in Peyton Manning, that's not something that uh, that I think they were ever going to turn down to keep a Tim Tebow. But uh, at the same time, there's a you know there's kind of a fondness and a look back on it. You know, every game was exciting, and you you find that you play terrible for three quarters, and then all of a sudden the magic would come alive in the fourth. And so, you yeah, know I think Broncos fans remember Tim Tebow pretty fondly. I think he'd get. A, a standing ovation if he were to, to walk back through those doors.
3: Benjamin, great stuff, man. I know you got a busy night. It's going to be always always going to be interesting on draft night, especially now with the Broncos, maybe, maybe not, and play for a quarterback, maybe staying put, maybe moving back. Appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Absolutely anytime. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
3: For the very best draft coverage, be sure to tune into Fox Sports Radio tonight. Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, Lavar Arrington, Kevin Burkhart. They'll be live throughout the first round beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The pick by pick predictions, reactions to all 32 first round picks. That's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Fox Sports Radio on the iHeart Radio app. Brought to you by NetSuite. You're still running your business on QuickBooks, more like Quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sink in off date uh, sync with outdated software. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program that's special financing at NetSuite.com slash draft. NetSuite.com slash draft. Uh, all right, uh, here's an update. Uh, Tim Tebow recently worked out for the Jaguars. There's been at least some discussion on signing him. And that as a tight end, that from uh, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Tim Tebow recently reached out to the Jaguars to request a tight end tra- tryout per sources. Many believe that would have extended his NFL career had he made that transition earlier. He recently worked out for the Jaguars with their tight end coach. No decision has been made. This like anything. You go where you have a rabbi in the room and there's no bigger rabbi in the room for him than Urban Meyer. Of course, it's in a place where he grew up, you know, uh, around Jackson. He grew up there. They need fans. Urban Meyer's the head coach. He's willing to play tight end. He'll be on their training camp roster. That's my guess. That is my guess. That's my guess.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at
4: 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
3: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So he had a no hitter. It would have been the no-hitter that nobody cared about, right? Uh, absolutely,
4: yeah. Maybe, maybe he saw the Rogers news and said, ah, screw it, I'll just lay one uh, right over the plate to Correa. Hmm.
3: Hmm, hmm, hmm. This is... Uh, whew, this is going to be nuts. Nuts. Um. Huh. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so... Like, how do you... How do you act and how do you re- re- react? Um, I think that part is really fascinating. When you're, the, the the Packers putting out that statement, and Isaac, you tell me if I'm wrong, the Packers putting out that statement is, as of now, as of now, we're not even budging. Correct. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think any of this came as a surprise to them. It is, the the other part that's fascinating is that You know, he and Brett Favre have suddenly become close. Favre wasn't great to him when they were there together, right? Wasn't close to him when they were there together, but, you know, I I don't know. Now he's become Brett Favre. Now he's become kind of disgruntled. Now he'll, he'll threaten to retire. Like, that thing is interesting on how history on some level repeats itself,
4: isn't it? Yeah, and what about the timeline strikes you about this? I mean, why is it going public? First of all, obviously on the day of the draft, but why didn't... I can tell you. Okay. Why, I'm just Love. saying, why didn't it go public earlier in the offseason?
3: I would say Jordan Love. Uh, I, I think this is an F you to the, the idea uh, of
4: Jordan Love. Yeah, great point.
3: That's what I think. Look, I, I like my interactions with Aaron Rodgers. But I think his overreaction to a first-round draft pick taken at quarterback when he was coming off a year where he wasn't great, he hasn't shown the, the desire to totally buy into his coaching staff, his own coaching staff. I mean, I think all of this timing just happens on draft day when a year ago on draft day they moved up and took Jordan Love. It just happens that the San Francisco 49ers happen to call on draft day or the night before the draft to make, like none of this stuff just happens to happen. It doesn't. I think it was an, it came out today through Schefter because it's the one year anniversary of draft night. And I still think he's pissed about, about Jordan love. John Middlecoff joins us who tweeted a picture of himself. Uh, he was one of those guys at the table for the Eagles. You're like, who are those people? What year was that photo when you are at the draft table for the, for the Eagles?
6: I think that was the two, 2011. It was Cam Newton's draft. So it was the 2010 fall season and then the 11 draft. So like Cam Newton, Julio, Watt, Alden. I mean, it's one of the great drafts of all time. I remember that was my first year in the NFL, toward the end of my first year, and they send like the lowest guy on the totem pole, which is actually really cool. You know, I mean, it's an experience that – yeah, it was awesome, but I just remember going to the draft and standing next to like in the in the bathroom next to like Julio and JJ, and just thinking like these guys are massive. And that, you never know in a draft, but obviously that draft went down as Vaughn Miller, uh, pretty legendary group.
3: Uh, okay, what do you think? What do you think of the uh, Aaron Rodgers news?
6: I, I mean, I just think it's it's pretty clear what happened, right? I mean, it was uh, pretty calculated, and all time. Roger's kind of uh, middle finger move and he waited like he didn't put this out today randomly. Now, did the Packers know this was coming? Potentially. You know, I think sometimes when the public finds out stuff, they've been talking for a while. Uh, but, you know, clearly the, the story today, one that the Niners called, of course you would call right before you, you know, any, twi- anyone like, I am trying to think of an analogy. If like a young couple was about to get married but Jeff Bezos, like, slid into her DMs, like, you don't think she's going to hit him back? Like, they had an opportunity, and I think ultimately Rodgers is the person that tipped the Niners off. And everyone thinking that this is, like, every team, I thought the Jags should call. Rodgers is an NBA player. He, He will go to where he wants to go. Now, the compensation would have to be right, but he's not playing anywhere, right? I mean, even it's like, why couldn't he go to the Jets? The Jets are terrible. Well, he's not gonna okay going to the Jets. That that makes no sense. He if he if he is gonna leave, he'll will leave to a, you know in his mind a good team. Now it's complicated with the money. Uh, but the Niners, I mean, they do have the third pick. He could give them the opportunity to take a quarterback. Like if he's telling them, trust me, think like Deshaun Watson. I'm never playing here again, guys. What it kind of does force their hand a little bit, right? I mean, the time's not on their side.
3: Yes and no, but, like, if they don't want to trade him, they don't have to trade him. And they're definitely not going to – I don't see them trading – I'm not going to trade him to the Niners. Trade him in the NFC to his dream situation? Like, nah, not happening.
6: I agree. Historically, the players have never been in control in the NFL. I I do think that's changed a little bit. And if the Niners, like, if you have the opportunity, let's say you've rated these quarterbacks – and gives you an opportunity to take a guy that you can kind of start over with, if he tells you, I will not come back. Now, I'm with you. If you had to rank the teams one through 31, who the Packers would never trade an elite player to, I think it would start with the Bears or the Vikings in some order, probably the Niners are third. Like, they would trade Rodgers to the Lions before they traded him to the Niners. But it is kind of a unique situation with them having the third overall pick and him just kind of going scorched earth. And like I said, I, I do think I see NBA vibes of, a, like, Denver Broncos. If he's like, I don't want to play in Denver, they can't trade for him. Like, that's, that's not the way it works, you know, with a guy of his stature. So I, I do think it's complicated.
3: I, I, I agree. Okay, if you're Brian Gutekunst, can you put the genie back in the bottle?
6: Well, see, to me, I, I saw a Michael Lombardi tweet that, you know, he felt bad for Gudikins. You know, I, I got to completely disagree. He made a calculated move last year, and I didn't blame him. I think me and you talked about it. We're like, I I get it. Rodgers looked weird. He looked like his arrow was pointing down. He looked just disinterested, didn't look like a great fit in the offense, and they drafted Jordan Love. Now, it essentially worked because it motivated Rodgers. He embraced the offense. He won the MVP. He carried them to their first home NFC championship of of the decade with Rodgers, and they've been to five of them, like his best season arguably ever. But clearly Rodgers in his back pocket never forgot that pick. Never forgot that night. And he's done a good job of publicly like, you know, I'm mature. It's not about my ego. Like, I, I get it. I'm on borrowed time. He's lying. I mean, he, he hated the move. And he's clearly been furious and stewing for a year. So, I, I, to me, I blame Gutekind in the sense like he just made a move and it failed. Like, it, it his desired he basically shorted Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers went like uh GameStop and quadrupled you know over the year and now he's in a tough spot.
3: He does have but the the Texans weren't going to trade Deshaun and he's on a championship team like what's he gonna, he's going to retire? He's going to sit for a year when he's 38 years old. That doesn't seem that that seems less than optimal.
6: I agree. So I, I think you'd go historically the move is you wouldn't, you'd be like, okay, call your bluff. What are you going to do? I do think the last several years, just in sports in general, teams, I, whether, I, listen, I, I think Twitter and everything is a little overrated, but you just don't want to deal with the social media backlash, just the, the rumors that it does feel a little more often now teams just move on, you know, or just pull the trigger in these kind of hairy situations, definitely in the NBA. And I know the NFL is different, but. I, I don't really think Deshaun Watson and Rodgers parallel each other that much in the sense of Deshaun, it's like, Deshaun, you just wanted out. Now it turns out, like, did you want out because you were, like, running away from your sins? Like, to me, Rodgers gave the franchise a half, decade and a half, gave him everything, carried the franchise. Like, it's a little more understandable, especially when you add up. Just last year, right? I mean, the number one topic going into that draft was what sweet wide receivers the Packers going to get. They draft a quarterback. That was like if this year the Niners and Mac Jones, the third pick, by far is the number one story. Last year, after that first round, I mean, I remember talking to you about it. It was the number one story in America, right? Packers quarterback Rodgers.
3: Um, yeah, it, it was. But you and I both thought it was it was fairly reasonable at the time, and this is classic Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm never going to forget. It. I'm going to plan, and when I have the when I have the chance, I'm going to execute. Kind of this plan. I mean, D-
6: Doug, you, Doug, you've been around sports a long time. Is this one of the pettiest moves you've ever seen on yes. draft day? Yes. I don't even think it's close. I mean,
3: it's, the the, it's the, the time. irony to it is like he was that guy who was sitting in the in the room, and the Niners were the team that made him sit in the room. Where he thought he was going to the Niners—that's the irony to it. I know. Is there any way the Patriots it's, get involved in this thing?
6: I mean, I would think every team worth their salt is uh, circling the wagons right now, right? I mean, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Saints. Obviously, there are financial limitations, and it's a hard, you know a cap. It's hard. It's not like you know baseball, so it's it can be complicated, but. I would be absolutely floored if, I mean, if you're the Bears or the Vikings, you probably don't waste too much time, but 25 teams or I mean, placing serious calls and thinking long and hard, maybe less, because you factor in the Chiefs and the Bills and some teams with, like, young star quarterbacks, but, like, the Chargers, like, I mean, is that, I, I would personally keep Herbert. but I'm just saying, like, this is a player where, I mean, this would be like if Steph Curry said it. I mean, he's just so he's so good that Every team has a meeting.
3: Yep, yep. Every team has to go. Like, what do you guys? What do you guys think? And, and it's how much is it going to cost? Right. That's that's really what it what it what it comes down to. Um, where's Jimmy Garoppolo well, I mean, play?
6: Wait, honestly, Doug, I, I understand the San Francisco thing. I would never do that if I was Goudakis. But let's say that you thought that Fields or Lance or one of those guys could be a franchise quarterback. It is kind of a unique time. Plus. Because there were no preseason games, there were a lot of coaches last year that were high on Jordan Love as a project. So you might not get back pick 27 or whatever they gave up, but I do think you could probably flip them pretty easily for like a second. So you would recruit a decent value. And you could pivot, I mean, probably as well as possible, just given that you could get what's viewed as – I mean, if the Niners would take fields, which I think is – or excuse me, Lance, which I think it's kind of trending that way – same offense. Wouldn't you like Lance in Green Bay? Obviously it's not Rodgers. I mean I am not
3: So you're saying I you know it's kind you're of saying you, you, you you trade both of them?
6: I am saying I'm saying if you are if you're and LaFleur right now and you're looking at each other in the draft room like after you've taken a deep breath and you go, Well, we thought Trey Lance would be a star quarterback too, right, in our evaluations. We love the guy. We run the same offense as the Niners. Could we build around this guy, get the third pick and whatever else we need from the Niners, use Love as an asset, trade him to the Saints or whoever for like a second, you know, teams that liked him last year, and kind of just pivot that way, if you are okay with moving Rodgers. Like, that is a, you know, if you do love one of the top quarterbacks, it's not totally terrible.
3: It's not very good, though, when you have the, you have the reigning NFL MVP.
6: And he had a home game
3: and he had the ball on uh, first and first down with a chance to win the game. It's it's a hard one to stomach. Uh, It's a really, really, really hard one to stomach. Uh, If the the Niners make their pick, is it Mac Jones? No.
6: I think it's Trey Lance. Why? Uh, I mean, I think that Kyle, if you really read between the lines, he was taking a swing for a big time athlete who's a quarterback. And I, I, I think when they did their study in January and February, you know, they fell for Trey Lance and they realized that once people met him, once people went to his pro day, once people shook his hand, that a guy that physical and that big, despite having limited play, because he's only been a one year starter and his team didn't play this year, there was just no way he was going to last till 12. So they admitted they overpaid. But I think that'd been the plan all day. I mean, if Mac Jones in the history of the league, a guy of his physical attributes has never gone. I mean, I think we'd have to do a deep dive. It's probably never gone higher than like 10.
3: Why, how big is he? Top how big is he?
6: Barely over six two. You know, because Matt Ryan once upon a time went three, but Matt Ryan, I've stood next to him. What's he, Six five. Yeah. Matt Ryan's a big boy.
3: Yeah. How bad an athlete is he? Uh, Mac Jones? Yeah.
6: I mean, I think relative to the group, terrible. But, I, I mean, if you do like Mac Jones, you know, Brady, Breeze, you can't dominate within the pocket if you have great feet, great feel. It, it can be a little overrated, right? I mean, you don't need to be Lamar Jackson, but relative to the guys that are killing it right now, the Josh Allens, the Herberts, the Mahomes, he's not in, in their world. Even relative to Joe Burrow last year, I mean, Joe Burrow was. As someone sent me a DM, like Joe Burrow was an all-state point guard. You know, no, he's I a mean, big time athlete. You got to be a pretty yeah. good athlete to be a point guard, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Herbert was a big time athlete too. Comes from an athletic family. Um, the only guy I can think of who's a non-athlete, but he's a big guy, was Philip Rivers. But Philip Rivers is a good six-five.
6: And he's just he's built like a tank. Yeah, uh, I,
3: uh,
6: I, I I do think too. It, I mean, when Rivers came out. He was a better prospect than Mac, but also the game was viewed a lot differently, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady did just win a Super Bowl. He's not exactly a lith athlete.
6: True, but he, I'd say that he'd, he'd mastered the position, right?
3: Fair. Uh, that's, that, that's fair. I'm
6: as, not, and again, well. I'm not—I think Mac. If you, if you told me that Mac ended up with Kyle, I'm not one of those people that think it would be a disaster. I just think it has, relative to one of the other two guys, the ceiling is nowhere near as high.
3: Uh, okay. Then, then what about this? Teddy Bridgewater in Denver. Is that a fix for the year? What do you think they're doing there?
6: What I think happened is Denver and Carolina were both very, very interested in trade lands as like a big picture, get up, get the guy, or maybe he to them and they've gotten word over the last month, obviously Denver felt very good about it yesterday, and Carolina, when they did the Sam Darnold deal, is what they knew what the Niners were doing. I think those two moves, Sam Darnold and then definitely Teddy Bridgewater, were just ramifications of knowing the guy that they wanted to take was not going to be there, so you kind of just get a bird in the hand. You know, Sam Darnold, to me, is a pretty good just distressed asset. Teddy's more get competitions feel what you have with drew lock and, and then kind of reassess next year
3: yeah I, I think that's exactly what exactly what it is i don't th- i think they're done with drew lock i think teddy's a professional i think they feel like they have good skill position guys around him it allows them to fix the rest of the team while they figure it out thinking that the guy they want won't be there
6: i think we there's a long history of Drew locks guys like if you went to his pro day or saw him in an all-star game he looks awesome but the grind of everyday NFL. Focusing and work—it's just—it's a little much for a guy. It, maturity in him probably don't equal it. Who knows? Like to me, Drew Locke is in like three or four years. Once he kind of gets on like the Mitch Trubisky plan, becomes a backup, maybe someone kind of finds something there. But right now, he's just—you you can't expect to win on any given Sunday. He could throw five picks.
3: You know, it's interesting. It's like you know, you you get these people on social media who think that that the the background stuff on quarterbacks. Has racial know, implications. It no, I, okay, so look, you've lived it. You've been the scout, as well as covering it now. It is it is it in any way a factor in somebody's uh, somebody's evaluation?
6: I mean, Doug, I, I, from college football to the pros, I, I honest to God, in five years, in recruiting meetings, to draft meetings, to going into these schools, college pro coaches, I never heard race come up one time. Now, granted, I was at Fresno State and with Andy Reid, co- I mean, Michael Vick and Vince Young. I mean, it, but I, I, you know, you, in my experience, not race, not literally not one time.
3: No, I, I think it's I, I, people want to assume it's like, look, if you take a snapshot of any one of these people forget, like Johnny Minns, I never forget. I had Cliff Kingsbury on. Okay, He was his offensive coordinator at, at A&M. It's before he got the Houston job or maybe right when he got the Houston job. And I asked him about Manziel and he's like, look, once Johnny kind of locks into knowing the playbook and st- he'll be, he'll be unbelievable. And I was like, wow, that was, he doesn't study things. He doesn't, uh, there's no way I would ever. And that hurt him. It, it hurts anybody. If you're, if you're not a smart quarterback, if you don't do go through progressions, if you're not accurate, if you're not any of these things, regardless of white or black, they don't care. Those guys just want to win football games and the better the prospect, the better the level of preparation, the more likely they are to win football games.
6: And I even, I even think there's a middle ground. I heard Leiner telling a draft story with Russillo, and he was like, You know, I thought I liked football. And then I got to the NFL and I realized, God, I, maybe I don't. Like, I, I don't quite realize what it takes. I, I, I think you can just be a guy like a good guy and become overwhelmed with it fast. Like, I mean, the level in which Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, even the young guys, like the stories from, that I hear out of Kansas City from Mahomes, uh, you basically it's I, the reason it pays thirty five, forty million dollars is because it you, you got to work coaches hours and you have to play, so it's a double whammy. Like there, you don't get t- the Mannings didn't take Tuesdays off like the player day off. They work, <laughs> you know. They study film. Brady, there's no Breeze. They're not taking off days. Rivers, <laughs> it's, it, it it wears. People, i remember being in the office thinking like god this is a grind and uh, now granted they get paid a lot to do their job but it it is very very time consuming to play that position and it's and the reality is a wide receiver or guard not that it's not time consuming but relative to the quarterback position they're not in the same world
3: john great stuff man it's gonna be a fun night i mean it's gonna be a wild anyway. wild night i appreciate you joining us look forward to the next three now pod see
6: you doug Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the Three and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
4: podcasts.
2: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio.
3: Every day at this time, we like to play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, we call it. Oh. <laughs>
4: what does the Fox say?
3: This was Colin Coward explaining why the Panthers shouldn't draft a quarterback.
4: I don't like the idea of drafting a quarterback. Why? I think direction matters. I think you're selling stuff to your locker room. Like Sam's an easy guy to sell. Players in New York loved him. Hell, after all of his losses, the coach and the GM liked him. So year one, Matt Rule, draft defense. we got to solve the defense. They did it. Year two, acquire a more athletic playmaking quarterback. That's the direction of the NFL. And upgrade our O-line. That feels like the move. Why throw a wrench in? The other thing is, you don't have to pick up the fifth-year option on Sam Darnold. You don't. You bring him in. You're not paying him anything this year. You just let him play. If he's bad, boom. And if he's good, he'll go to the free agent market. Well, the truth is Sam Darnold had such a horrific New York experience. So if he goes to Carolina with Matt Rule and Joe Brady and he has weapons and Christian McCaffrey and they solve the O-line, I think Sam Darnold would give them a little bit of a discount in Carolina and stay.
3: Um, yeah, I, I don't think Sam Darnold is planning on going anywhere. It's his new stop But one of those things you need to do in your new stop, if you're the Panthers, is, hey, we traded for you. They didn't trade away Teddy Bridgewater and pick up the fifth-year option to draft a quarterback. You know, they just didn't. It's not how they roll. It's not how anybody rolls. That doesn't make any sense. You know, they need need more quality players. They'll probably trade back in the draft. That's likely what they're going to do. That's what they should do, smart football. But if you're going to draft a guy, you don't draft a quarterback there. You just you just traded for a quarterback, and you just jettisoned another quarterback. You have a starting quarterback. You got a two year window to help it work to see if it works out. And that's what you do. That's what the Fox said. Speaking of the draft tonight, should be a really good show. For the very best draft coverage, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio tonight. Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, Kevin Burkhart. They'll be live throughout the first round, starting at 8 Eastern. They'll have pick-by-pick predictions of all 32 teams and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's tonight, 8 Eastern, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's brought to you by NetSuite. If you're still running a business on QuickBooks, more like quicksand, the bigger your company grows, the faster you sink with outdated software. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program that's special financing at Netsuite.com slash draft. NetSuite.com slash draft. Trey Wingo says the that Packers reportedly tore Aaron Rodgers. They were gonna they were gonna trade him in the offseason, then backed off. It's been a bleep show between them ever since. And within the last week, Rodgers told the team, trade or no trade, I'm not coming back. Buckle up. Okay. Uh, pro football talk from an unimpeachable source. As of last night, Aaron Rodgers' wish list, Niners, Broncos, Raiders, not necessarily in that order. He wanted the Packers to take the 49ers offer. Next move uh, next move by Rodgers is TBD. From Adam Schefter. While certain teams have reached out to the Packers to inquire about Aaron Rodgers... No team has made a trade offer to him per a source. What a mess. What a mess. I can't believe they were going to trade him. It's not that I don't believe Trey Wingo. I can't believe that they told him they were going to trade him. I just can't believe that. can't believe anybody would conceptualize trading a sitting MVP with years left on his contract. Can't believe it. Don't believe it. Um, I believe the unimpeachable source, I believe those are the three places that he'd want to be completely and totally. Uh, but I also know that they're not going to trade him. I, I don't see anybody. I don't see any way in which you do trade him. How do you do that? How do you trade him? Hmm. You know, no, the Raiders didn't say that about Cleo Mack Gavin. That's not true. They didn't say that about Cleo Mack. They said, like, look, the Raiders didn't have the money. They just didn't have money. They didn't have any cash. Like part of the deal with with these contracts is that no matter what the deal says, the way they're written now, you get like basically 3 years and your signing bonus up front. They didn't have cash because they were still moving to Vegas and had not yet finished the stadium and all that stuff. And they didn't want to have $90 million on one defensive player. And they said somebody's willing to pay two first round picks and at the time everyone said two first round picks for one player, you're crazy. Then the Bears did it and they said, "Here you go." Here you go. So I, I, it's, it's, but I don't believe I don't believe the Green Bay Packers drafted a quarterback last year, not because of any other reason than it was the pertinent, sound decision to make, which is the same reason I don't think they're trading Aaron Rodgers today. It's not a pertinent and sound decision. Yet, yes, Ramos.
4: I just think it's so interesting the fact that literally every team in the NFL would drop everything to get Aaron Rodgers. It's just, I mean, remember he was washed up and all this stuff, and the guy literally is like, oh, oh, we'll take Aaron Rodgers. Like, no questions asked. Uh, or, or just calling to see if they want Aaron Rodgers. It's incredible to me that how much, how great he is, that all these teams, no matter what they got in store, want Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah, Um I don't know if they all want him because he's a huge pain in the ass. (laughs) It just is. He's 38 years old. So, I mean, how many years does he really legitimately have left? I mean, I'll just, the other thing is, nobody knows if Aaron Rodgers actually wants to play till he's 40. Just because he says he does, like, yeah, right. You know? I just, the whole thing is fascinating. Absolutely, positively fascinating. All right, coming up next. If you're just sitting down, you may need to sit down. Wait to hear all that's going on with the NFL draft, and nothing has to do with the actual draft. That's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch
2: all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for two and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with amex.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky.